welcome back indeed episode number 69 rasball fantasy basketball podcast joel and son edition we are humbled and honored uh to be joined for our second menage toi of the season uh by aussie aussie what's going on my man hey uh thanks for having me i'm excited to join you guys uh really just uh excited to talk to you put faces to the uh to the words and uh i mean I, you're not exactly like your avatars on rasball i thought so, <laughs> i'm a little thrown off here i thought you were the guy that reported on the whale exploding in portland i thought <laughs> like, that, that, i was i was wondering when i put that up uh how many people would have got that well you know joel joel's sharp yeah joel's a sharp one uh, I, i'm the dull one that's why you know joel's on this pod uh you know he takes care of all that so but for uh for those of you that don't know uh aussie well how do you want to be called phil aussie aussie Aussie? Uh, what do you want yeah so so my name is philip aussie aussie's my middle name i've always gone by aussie Aussie? all right cool but i yeah i get called philip once in a while when you know the creditors call (laughs) all right so (laughs) no philip your screening of just like wait a minute i'm that's that's my government name please don't trust me exactly what's coming nice all right so aussie um he's writing the friday recap doing some rookie report stuff too uh you know okay so every year i send out you know a little post and you know just seeing if guys are interested to write and uh you know i always get a few guys we bring them on board and you know i think where we're at now i mean we've had some really great writers uh that come through Uh, jalen is obviously one and joel obviously is probably the best writer on the site right now uh and so aussie came aboard you know started writing and i mean immediately like i knew that you know he's like the neo he's like the one you know it's like man i you know i really enjoyed you know reading his stuff editing and you know i went to grade you know i was like hey you know we you know we gotta you know this guy's good you know like um i think he's gonna be good for the site uh you know his style is really good uh you know writes very well so uh really happy to have you on board and um you know like you said it's cool to match the face to the words and, and the voice and all that stuff. So uh, this pod is all about you. Uh, I want uh, everybody to kind of get to know you a little bit better. So I'm blushing now. <laughs> uh, so, you know, with that said, um, you know, let, let's well, first of all, why did you respond to the bad signal for writing at Rasball? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so I've been reading Rasball for uh, probably a decade now. I, uh, oh, JB. I you're the JB days. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I brought that up. Uh, I was asking about the Goromoto, I think is what it was. <laughs> right, 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 right. A 20 point, 20 rebound game. I want to start, I want to revive that. Yeah. Uh, so I joined, I, so I joined a fantasy or a dynasty baseball league about a decade ago. And I've never, I've never been a huge baseball fan. I mean, I'm a fan of all sports, but you know, I live, about an hour southwest of Portland. So closest baseball team is the Mariners, who I watched growing up. And, you know, I'll, I'll watch a little bit, but definitely don't have a, a fandom with any baseball team. And then uh, just a buddy got me in this dynasty league, which was just blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> That's how you it know, starts. I, yeah. I'm drafting players on the Hillsboro Hops. And, like, this is just – this is wild. Oh, the uh, Hillsboro Hops. That's <laughs> yeah, deep. It, it, it's a it's a very deep league. It's a twenty team league. Um, everybody's got about a hundred people on the roster. Wow. And and so again, you know, I I didn't know a ton about baseball other than just being kind of a casual fan. 
and I, I came upon Rasball and it was like, man, holy grail of not only like good advice, especially when it comes to dynasty, but then just entertaining to read. Um, and I was on, uh, so I, I, my, my day job, my, my family owns a local newspaper. So nice. I, I've been writing throughout my life. Um, and then in college, I wrote for like a libertarian uh, magazine at the University of Oregon, which nice. was kind of stylized after like uh, Harvard Lampoon. <laughs> and and so that was just like, as I kind of mentioned to you with Brasball, like just the freedom to write whatever you want yeah. and to try things out and not be afraid. Because when it comes to like, you know, the newspaper and, and editorial things, like I'm the guy that will write five sentences and then delete them all. And I just, <laughs> right. it's staking process for me writing a lot of times even though i've done it a lot so i just i always love the freedom um freewheeling and uh, uh style of rasball and so i've always thought you know when the when time comes um you know would love to write someday and then started having kids and that all you know all the extracurriculars went out the window and finally, i'm on my third one now he's two so i'm at least oh, settled nice. uh, all right um, I love this story ended with you getting rid of the kids so you could write. Yeah. <laughs> so I threw the kids out and decided to <laughs> yeah, sports. Uh, and so, yeah, just when I saw it, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm looking uh, as, as us kind of like, you know, Gen Gen Y, Gen X people like to say, find different things to fill our bucket. Um, and so I saw it, I was like, yeah, I really just want to write the, the Blazers preview um, was my main goal. <laughs> Get a preseason one out, and then I'm yeah. out of here. You know, it <laughs> and then I was like, ah, you know, I could probably commit to to one a week. And so we, you know, I tossed some ideas, and Son said uh, doing the the rookie report would be cool. And then he put out a thing, you know, asking needing somebody to do the Friday night recap. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm on board. Which, um, you know, being the rookie writer, you got to put in your dues. So, I'm good. <laughs> but man, that's a tough beat. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear are hard, man. They're a grind. Yeah, yeah are. Um, especially, you know, coming off of like Friday night uh, when I'm trying to keep track of things and watch as much as I can. Well, you know, usually having a few drinks and then waking up Saturday morning and trying to bust it out <laughs> as, much, as quickly as possible. Yeah, for sure. No, I, it's it's much appreciated. Uh, you've been doing a fantastic job uh, for future reference. If you had a day to do it, what day would you what day would be the best for you? Oh, I don't know. I would. Uh, we'll we'll get onto that later. Okay. You know. All right. Fair. Time. Yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday is the right answer. It's always Tuesday. a light day. <laughs> yeah. I I was in the, having been in your position. Like I started going. Oh no, I'll pick it up. Whatever. And then just like yeah. you start to learn like the beats of the NBA calendar. Like yep. Tuesday, Thursday is is prime time. You get, like, I, I two TNT not, games and you're out. I did not take into account when I agreed that I would <laughs> like 13, 14 games sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's rough. Yeah, uh, Fridays. Yeah, Wednesdays are usually the worst. Yeah, um, Wednesdays are heavy. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's but it's a good way to it's a good way to get into it, and it's like you know I think the more that I write, uh, the better for me right now, and uh, and actually on the business side, I've kind of been more doing like general manager stuff, and so you know speaking of like filling buckets, I, I love mm -hmm. that this just gets me down and and gets me to write stuff once a week, and you know it's it's healthy for you. No, it's uh, it's awesome. Um, yeah, no, I appreciate you sticking through it. You know the grind. Um, I know the I know the rookie reports have been a little scattered here and there. It's all good, yeah, man. Bad. Yeah, it's all good. There, you know, it's like, been like five times I've told Son, "Hey, I'll have that rookie report to you <laughs> tomorrow," and then like a week and a half later, like, "Oh, here's one." <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm oh. a I'm a benevolent tyrant. Um, you are. You know, like yeah, I, you know, like I'm not. 
I'm very I I don't know I think I'm very chill when it comes to a lot of things because um, I know you know I don't want this to be like a, a regimented like you know I don't want to be the Kim Jong Il of Razzball right and um, you know it's just like I want it to be fun right because right. and you alluded it to, at the same know, time and I've been on the other side like it's it can be tough working with freelance writers yeah. and and people hit deadline and things yeah. and it's you know at the end of the day you still want to put out a good product right so. Right. You get, no, for you, sure. You strike, you strike the balance very well. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, like, yeah, we just want to have fun, right? Um, sure. You know, obviously, if we were all getting paid like a million dollars, then you know, I, you know, then I bring out the paddle probably a little bit more, you know. But <laughs> um, yeah, my wife would give me a lot less crap on Saturday morning. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, we <laughs> had this crazy, and I'm writing. <laughs> yeah, we had this discussion a while, and I mean, I think we've all been through the journey, you know, like for like when I first started. Not just a Razzball. I mean, dude, I was doing the recaps every fucking day, you know? And, like, yeah. you know, I was not getting paid that much. But then other sides are writing a lot of stuff. And my wife was like, dude, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, hey, you know, like, hey, I mean, it, yeah, cool. Like, you, you know, it's making you happy, whatever. You want to do it. But, you know, at some point, hey, you know, you got to, you know, you got to get paid. And then, you know, so hopefully, you know, luckily the universe kind of hooked me up with some things and, and it happened. But, um, you know, like you said, like in the beginning, yeah, you have to grind. You gotta, you gotta do your work. You gotta put oh, yeah. your dues. Yeah, you, know? you gotta put your dues in, man. Um, and, and again, especially when it's it's fun to do. I mean, it's you know, side project hobby for me. Um, distracts me from my from my day job. Yeah. Are those are those notification sounds coming through? I just want to check. They are. Um, All right. I'm on my wife's laptop. Right. I have no idea how to take them off. All right. All right, Miss Popular. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I've done enough podcasts with Son to hear like when he's on the clock. So like I think like <laughs> background noise is kind of part of the course here. You yeah. Know? So I apologize for the the random dings. If I could figure out how to turn those off, I would. No, it's all good. It's all good. No, you know, I think. Um, I think. Oh, there's some echo. Oh, but, there uh, we go. Yeah. You know, like. Joel and Asi, like you guys, I mean, you guys are fantastic writers, uh, and you know yeah, I really I mean, enjoy Joel, reading your stuff, you know, editing your stuff. Your yeah. deep dives, man. I, I could. There's no way I could do that. I mean, it's gonna. It would take years for me to get there. Just kind of. Oh. You know. Nah, you guys could do it. I'm sure because your writing style is, you know, is much better, right? So it's just a matter yeah. of reps, right? Well, once you get the but, reps, man, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I'll, I'll get through Joel's articles, and like, I'm just I'm so impressed by just kind of the 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 detail and and just kind of talking something so through without making it boring um and and because that's it's a lot of words you put out there on on kind of one subject or one player and that's tough to do thank you i appreciate that i also have been a little uh, scattershot in production i think i took february off really so uh i appreciate it i'm looking forward to getting back to it i told i also have the relationship with son where i'm just like yeah no there's a thing coming and yeah. i'm like you know it's coming. <laughs> uh, but thank you. I do appreciate that. You know, it's like, uh, you know, like with my kid, my son, right? Like, um, you know, really good kid. Uh, but, you know, he likes to play Fortnite and go on, you know, whatever, Xbox and PlayStation, all that stuff. And I'm good with it, especially because I play. And But the, the main thing is just like, hey, it's cool. I, I have no problems. I have no issues with you playing. But as long as you take care of your business, right? And, you know, that doesn't mean like, you know, regimented, like, you have to do this, 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 but, you know, as long as you put good work, right, and, you know, you take care of business, then I'm, I'm cool, man, you can basically do whatever you want, right, and, you know, that's kind of the way that I, I view all you guys, all the writers, right, like, 
Um, as your children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys are my children. Um, we are. Yeah, you know, like, you know, as long as you guys, you know, there's certain standards that have to be met, obviously. And yeah, you guys put in good work, um, you know, write good stuff. And, you know, like, you know, basically, basically, it just comes down to just not being an asshole. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to, right? Like, you know, yeah. I, yeah. I realize, you know, life happens and, you know, things happen. And, you know, as long as you let me know, I, hey, you know, it's all good. So, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like, like I said, um, if you do good work, then I, you know, I truly believe like, you know, uh, in the, the cyclicality of life, right? Like, you know, karma, whatever you want to call it. Like, you do good stuff, good stuff will return, you know? And so, um, you know, I like, I, I know how it is. I've been on both both sides of the fence, right? So, uh, and I've had some shitty experiences, right? Uh, being on that side. And I think, you know, one thing that you said about, like, I think that's why, especially at Razzball, why I want to keep everything pretty light and just open and free is because there's, been other sites I've written at where it's just been man just in you just in a box just really regimented mm -hmm. like and it's just I, I, I fucking hated writing you know it and just it, took all it, the, it sapped all the energy comes, out and that comes through in the writing yeah like people exactly can, can tell whether you're enjoying what you're writing or, or not exactly yeah, yeah. so that's turn into SEO machines yeah yeah it's the it's the worst man it's the worst although I don't know I mean the bots are taking over at some point right um and I guess that's the only way that we can differentiate from the bots, right? You know, yeah. For now, right, right, yeah, for now, right. I until mean, their sense of humor is better than ours. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was gonna say, like, fantasy sports is already like dominated by math. Like now we get Chat GPT and you're doing the the Friday night recaps and it's all over for us boys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously. Um, yeah, like you know, I can never ever see a bot replicating like Gray. Like his stuff, like it's no way, right? It's no way. I I would, I, it, although at the same time, is he a bot? Like he kind of seems like a bot. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, right? Because Rudy is like his best buddy, and he takes care yeah. of all the projections, and he's basically half bot. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> mostly bird, a spreadsheet. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, so birds of a feather flock together, right? So, I mean, yeah. if he's basically Android, then Gray's probably has some Android in him too. <laughs> Now it's just yeah again like going back when I found Rasball and I'm like I, it's it's just cool that they've been able to build what they have um, yeah. and that's just you know it's awesome for them and and they get to enjoy and have fun and put out a good put out a great product. I think so. I think it's super underrated site. Um, oh, for sure. And I mean yeah again you know obviously as you know we talk baseball is kind of the king on Rasball and it, in this dynasty league with some pretty dang good players. Um, I mean, I've just gotten some absolute steals from minor league drafts in there. And for how deep it is, and it's like, I'm still getting Fernando uh, Tatis in like the third round of a minor league draft when there's already like over 2,000 players, you know, on rosters. And like last year, I got Von Grissom and nice. getting Mike Harris in those minor league drafts. So it's it's been helpful. Yeah, I just, I, I you know, I do a little extra research. Everybody, you know, you got paired in on your to your own and in our league scoring's um a little bit different than a lot of them but for the most part i just you know go to Razball and and pick who i'm gonna draft that year no that's awesome um when did you start playing hoops uh so i did I, i'm i'm really just getting back into it so i was in um i was in a couple leagues for a while i was in kind of one good 16 team league a points league for about eight years and that fizzled about four years ago um, and, and I've tried to get 
uh, we tried to get the dynasty league going and then our baseball league tried to get a dynasty basketball league going and both of those fizzled after a year um which i'm definitely looking at, at getting into a dynasty basketball league so if there's any uh open invites out there um let me know that's kind of my goal for uh next season is to get into a dynasty ball league um you missed our rest you missed our salary cap league a startup I, last year it, that's <laughs> that's that's what i want yeah that's what i I just i i thought it was cool we kind of replicated off of this baseball with salary caps and everything and like you know on fan tracks you're able to draft college players and so i think that's pretty cool that to to be able to get that deep into it would be fun um so yeah so i i I took um you know I, i didn't play for a few years and then and really just kind of started out you know joined the the raz jam and then uh you know got Got my way into the Riders League just in the last second, um, and then we're doing the the um, the mid league draft that we did. Um, so those are just the three that I'm doing right now. Um, and then again, you know, the the baseball one takes up a lot of time too, so I gotta uh, can't add on too much. But I definitely want to dive into into basketball more uh, going forward because that's always you know again I'm I'm close to Portland, Blazers fan. Um, so NBA, NBA has always been, you know, the, the biggest passion of mine, because that's really my only, uh, for professional sports, my only, you know, true fandom. That makes sense, man. I mean, I, I was pulling up the standings while you were, while you were talking, um, it looks you're doing well in the writer's league. You'll make the playoffs there. I couldn't, I didn't have the heart to pull up the Raz Jam standings, uh, cause that has just been a, a real disaster for me. <laughs> How's much. that going for you? Uh, it's going really well, actually. So I I drew the card with uh, Giuseppe. Uh, so oh, I'm shit. in his league, and we've been going back and forth in first place all year. Um, he's uh he's you know I think he's second right now in the overall standings. Um, I've been creeping up there. I think I'm eighth or ninth right now in overall. Nice. Uh, I do Good have. I do have Shay, so I'm really hoping Shay doesn't start shutting down a lot because that's obviously helped me a ton. So yeah, I have a, I have a good team. I haven't, um, I don't have a ton of depth, and you know, I know you guys have talked about in the past with those leagues, the NFC leagues, um, and kind of that mid draft league, like how important depth can be. And so I think that's the biggest lesson that I took. I, I kind of got to later rounds and I started throwing a lot of random darts around. And, you know, sometimes those can work, but you can't you can't count on those. And so I wish I had gotten uh, a few more late kind of more solid guys to to be filling in. But, uh, I, yeah, up front of the draft, I did really well. I mean, I uh, I, I think I was seventh um, and got Tatum um, and then second round. I, I kind of reached for Garland, which didn't look great earlier in the year, but it's been okay. Um, definitely still kind of a reach for where he's at, but made up for it with, you know, Shea in the third round. Uh, and then Miles Turner, I think was my fourth, which just turned out pretty good. And then went, uh, forget where it was from there. I, I, I went with a couple standard bigs. I went with Valanchunas and Steven Adams. And again, not knowing, you know, a ton about this format, but I just felt like when you have big solid guys that you know are gonna you know build your rebounds and score enough and do a little bit of everything else with the with the good big man field goal percentage, um, I kind of built around that in the middle rounds. Yeah, I'm not hearing JaVale McGee anywhere on this <laughs> roster. <laughs> yeah. Probably thought about it though. Probably thought. <laughs> Well, you know, he, Stephen Adams is there. That was a great late pickup. But that, the triumvirate, you got a JV, Miles Turner, and then Walker Kessler. 
right? Oh, yeah, yeah. and then I got Kessler, yeah. which, man, that was all you, son. I mean, <laughs> you were pumping him up, and... I was all on him, yeah. You were all on him, and it, were you a little scared, like, kind of beginning of the year, like, oh, man, this Kessler talk was a bit too much, maybe? No, you know you know where... I mean, we talked. I talked about this with Joel, is uh, I was... I was on him the whole summer and then I started working with Eric Wong. And so we were just talking and battling stuff. And like, he really like, uh, he, I mean, he really just bent me over and just started just smacking my ass about all this shit and just made me dive into a lot of stuff. And I, I started getting a lot of doubt from there because a lot of things that he was saying made sense. Right. And so, you know, I took a lot of Kessler and then I backed off him. And then, you know, fortunately, I was able to get some, you know, some later. But uh, I kind of like when Olenek, when they, you know, when they got Olenek, then that mm. kind of like cemented like a lot of everything that Wong was saying. Right. And so, like, I definitely had doubts there. Um, but then as the season went on, like, even though he wasn't playing like 30 minutes of starting, but like he was still in there 18 to 20 minutes right or maybe a 15 to 18 and then it got up to like 20 uh and then all the articles that are reading was that you know coaching staff all the players were they were just raving about him and they yeah. just, just nothing but good things like how he's a sponge just trying to you know learn and you know they were just all talking good things so then from there then i was like all right i'm like i'm basically all in but you know i mean i learned from that experience right like just because I felt like I did an uh, I did my due diligence in the off season, so I felt pretty good. And then I kind of because because I have so much respect for Eric Wong and like you know his accolades and his perspective, uh, that made me kind of lose a little bit of confidence in all the work that I put in. And yeah. so now I think it's just yeah, like you always have to respect you know the the, the sharper minds and the and the better players and take it into you know account, but. You know, I I guess the the main thing I took from it was like I can't let it completely just destroy or just eradicate all the the stuff that I did. Like so, I have to have more confidence in my you know in my perspective, my opinions, and then just you know, you know I you know the, the part that Joe and I kind of talked about is just like yeah, uh, you just have to put in more work, and the more work you put in, then I guess the more confident you'll be in your stuff, right? And then I guess your your analysis will be based on. Uh, a more solid foundation. Um, yeah. So yeah. So now I'm like I'm. Now I feel like, you know, it's like watching my kid grow up. You know, like the or the planted a tree yeah. and it's blossoming now. So like, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's <laughs> yeah, awesome. that's that's the fun part. No, I so I went to the Blazers Jazz pre uh, preseason game and it was kind of right after I, I was reading your love for him. <laughs> and he, he airballed his first free throw and he nearly <laughs> airballed his second free throw and he just looked lost. And I was just like, like this oh, fucking sun guy. Yeah, fuck this. Sun guy. <laughs> I'm working for this dummy. What the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> But I did see, I mean, in that game early, and um, you know, where they're the 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 lineup of Kessler, Olenek, and Mark Markinen, and I was like, is that really going to be a thing this yeah. season? I mean, that's interesting right. if if they right. are going to do that, and um, you know, it's it's kind of worked well for all three of those guys, obviously on a fantasy level, and pretty well, you know, for the team as well. For sure. I mean, the for big sure. thing is because you know, Markinen and Olenek, especially Olenek, because he can shoot from and he can stretch the floor. So yeah. he allows them to have size and then also play play them together. So, 
Um, well, they can all kind of shoot. Like you're seeing Kessler start to experiment the three <laughs> ball now. Nailed, I saw that. Nailing that three. Yeah. Well, and again, like just you know, I I think there's a lot to be to take in from what you hear from teammates and, and coaches. And when you have a young guy, you know, it, it's it, you can't get caught up in what they did in college because guys get to the NBA and and they can turn into whatever they want if they put the work in. So. I mean, Kessler could be nailing threes next year, like you know, you wouldn't imagine. That'd be nuts. That'd be it seems scary. Possible, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't seem unreasonable. Again, you get, you know, your job is to get better at playing basketball, and so if you have the work ethic, then, um, you know, any of those seven footers these days, you know that. I mean, that just means more money in their pocket too. Like sure. when they're able to to hit threes at a good rate, like. That's going to double their pay almost. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I just, I, every time I think about Walker Kessler, I end up thinking about um, <laughs> Rudy Gobert. And, well, not, I, I, we're sparing you the, <laughs> the bidding war that Stan and I did, but I think about that Gobert trade and, like, man, those wolves are so doomed. Oh, like, yeah, just, I, I, I want to talk with you about the Blazers because, like, I'm curious about, like, what you, what you would want to happen there, but, like, we can take a moment to pause as you're like, well, at least you're not a, a Timberwolves fan. <laughs> oh, is that, is that your team Timberwolves? No, no. Oh. But I just, you know, oh. like, yeah. When um, you think about like moving Gobert or moving Kessler for Gobert to say nothing of all the picks and all the yeah. other Vanderbilts and all the other pieces, but like, I mean, long would just be better, Kessler, you know, Gobert, you know, would have been a tough trade to factor in and then all the other stuff, you know, Danny yeah, Ainge, that's what he does. Although for some reason he decided to pass the love on to the Lakers this deadline. I'm not sure what that was about, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I they got a they got a pick out of it. Uh, yeah, and whatever, but like, seems pretty know, friendly we... for the Lakers. But so Joel, who, who's who, who's your team? I know Stan's a Lakers fan. Yeah, Stan's a Lakers fan. Yeah, so I um I didn't really grow up with the NBA, um, but. I lived in the Bay Area for like the Warriors rise, so I have a lot of like residual warm feelings for the for the Warriors. Um, and then I moved to Milwaukee uh, two and a half years ago, and the first summer that we lived here, the Bucks won the championship, and I was just like, "This is great." You're just ring chasing, man. <laughs> That's right. You know, the last podcast that uh, we did with uh, Iran, he was like, "Well, what do we get Joel to move to Los Angeles and get yeah, the Lakers back in here?" I said, like, I'm open to a buyout, you know, like, <laughs> obviously, if I'm willing to make the move from from like Berkeley to Milwaukee, like I can be I can be bought. You know? Nice, man. Uh, but no, I, I do. I root for the Bucks now. I'm, I'm really enjoying, you know, the team that they put together. And um, it's it's very helpful that they're really good, too. Yeah, you know? yeah for sure. That, that does help. But yeah. And, and that's I mean, you know, so a lot of talk, obviously, with Blazers is, you know, how to build a champion chip team around dame lillard and mm -hmm. i mean the bucks you know the bucks and the mavericks um uh not the mavericks now the mavericks you know from from the dirt championship those are yeah. kind of the two models and and that's that's how you got to do it um we'll see i don't know either, either way it's fun it's fun to get to watch lillard play uh guys yeah, man he's unbelievable holy cow it, it's been it, it's been wild I, I think the most impressive thing about him like watching him over the last 10 years is just how he's gotten incrementally better. And I mean, he literally has worked for everything on the court that he does now. 
And and it was, you know, after every year, it's there's something a little doubt, and he comes back the next year, and he's proven that doubt. Um, and so it's, it, to see him, you know, playing his best ball at 32, um, and that's, you know, and he's also kind of a kind of a freak about health and all that. So I mean, I, I really do think he'll be like a LeBron James type player where. I, I think he can play at this level for another five years at least. And so I don't think, you know, there's a lot of angst with Blazer fans. I don't know how other NBA fan bases are. Blazers are jaded. Blazers fans are jaded um, for a lot <laughs> of reasons. And so, you know, there's a lot of this past deadline. Oh, we did we did nothing. We're ruining everything. What's the problem here? But, like, I mean, I really think they have a good five-year window with, with Lillard playing kind of, top of his game ball um to to build around them so i'm I, I like the direction they're going right now they got you know jeremy grant is going to be in a great kind of number three and so i think the next step is to try to find that number two um mm. to, to build around how do you guys like uh nurkic uh <laughs> the face you made <laughs> oh man yeah he he's really great when he's playing for a contract he uh, he's been awesome at that, and then it's you know I think it's just kind of who he is. I mean he's he's skilled, um, but he just he vanishes at times um, a, a lot on both ends of the floor, and so that's just you know I mean the the narrative is is very true about him, um, and so you know even with a skill set he's. Um, he can be a little clunky and, and he throws up a lot of random stuff around the rim. I think he's gotten a little better at that. And so, you know, if he can mature more and, and do a little bit less freewheeling um, when he's taking shots, then I don't know. I, I, I don't think he could necessarily be a championship hmm. center unless we got like a, you know, super all-star at the three or the two. Um so I, you know, I, I'd rather them kind of go for more of a like a Brook Lopez guy, you know, like the Bucks have. That's just a little bit, more <laughs> yeah, but you know, the type of guy that you can just rely a little bit more on, um, on his skill set to to be able to, you know, frame the rest of it instead of like, okay, is Nurk gonna do this now or or is he not? Um, so yeah, so we'll just, you know, this off season we're gonna trade, you know, him and and Sharp and. Amphrey Simons for Joel Embiid and everything's going to be gravy. Wow. Wow. That's insane. That's, that's the, that's the manifestation trying to be done right now for Blazer fans oh, is, that, is that Harden goes to Rockets. Philly decides to strip it down and we get Embiid. Hmm. Be... So psilocybin is legal. <laughs> so how you get there. Wow. Only under, only under controlled circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> They did Portland. I don't know if you heard this side random story, but there was a shop in Portland that just straight out and started selling mushrooms retail. Nice. Like they had a line around the block, and it it lasted about three or four weeks. That's uh, awesome. Before it shut down, but they just went for Whoa. it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I, wow. I missed I missed the West Coast, man. Yeah. It's different. It's different here. I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, I've had some of the best times of my life on shrooms and some of the absolute worst times of my life. But, man, the experience <laughs> is both ways. You know, it's been amazing. I, I gotta be careful. I've only had good times. So I'm like, man, do I just quit while I'm ahead? Wow, yeah, you uh, need to. It's an uh, age. I, I think I should probably quit while I'm ahead. Maybe microdose here or there because, you know, that's that's safe. 
Man, so you well, that's ne- what all the executives do, you know. That's, you, yeah, you, that's you, what crew here. So you never came down hard from it, huh? Uh, no, man, no, man. You're lucky. I've always, had, I've always had good ones. Yeah, I've heard stories though. Yeah, you, you're blessed. That's uh... yeah, that's not a good time. <laughs> oh, so okay, so I have a funny shroom story. So, college, uh, one of my buddies, um, he brings his buddy out, you know, so we're just hanging out, whatever. And then, uh, you know, this guy, I mean, he was annoying me. He's like talking shit, right? Like, oh, yeah, I do this. I do that. I can handle everything. I was like, all right, all right, here. Uh, so I give him some shrooms. I think it was probably like like an eighth or whatever. And then so, you know, you know, it takes some time, right, to hit. So he's just, he's coming, he's getting on my face and he's just talk, talking more shit. And he's like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. But, yeah, he just started talking shit. So I was like, man, this fucking kid, right? And so I was like, all right, you know, here, have some more. <laughs> so I just kept, I just kept feeding him, feeding him. And then, like, literally, maybe like two hours later, like I was like to my friend, I was like, hey, where's your buddy at? Right? He's all, he's all right, you know. So I, you know, I wanted to make sure, like, you know, he's all right. We go into the room, and he's sitting on the chair, uh, one of the rotating chairs, and he's got a blanket over his head, and he's just spinning himself around, <laughs> around. <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> and he probably did that for like two hours straight. Oh, I was like, oh man, that, yeah. that had to be a rough come down. Yeah, I, I think he, I think he was die. Still there dead. now, you know, just spinning around with the blanket. <laughs> 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 Never heard of again. Uh, Been there for seven years. Uh, craziness, craziness. Yeah, no, I, I went. So I, I did my freshman year at Santa Clara and had a buddy that went to Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. So I was up at Santa Cruz every weekend, yeah. and they, then they know how to do you, it. Yeah. They know how to do it well. Yeah, I, I learned. I learned from the best. <laughs> um, I um, no, go for it. Uh, we're we're now doing this. Fortunately, <laughs> yeah, uh, mushroom podcast. Uh, yeah, the the drugs and buddies portion of the show. Um, my I I was living in Ohio, and I knew that I wanted to go to. Uh, I wanted to go somewhere else for college, and I had like ties back to California. I went on a like campus tour trip with my mom to all these different schools up and down California. And I remember visiting Santa Cruz and like within like 15 minutes, I was like, this place is way too weird for me to be. <laughs> I've lived in the Midwest too long to like really like blend in well. And it, the point was driven home where we were walking through campus and like we were very conspicuously part of a tour. And there was a guy who was uh, there over the summer and he was sitting on a ledge behind him was uh, his girlfriend or a buddy of his at least was rubbing his nipples and this guy yelled out Krez he's got the good acid none of that brown <laughs> shit and I'm just like yeah I, I can't do this guys like, I'm, I'm gonna go to school in Missouri instead <laughs> uh, man yeah no that Santa Cruz is a is a special place I live with a guy who, who was a banana slug and uh, we had we had some fun some fun times. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, so I wanted to ask you, Portland Trailblazers. Um, did you like the Jailblazers teams or no? Oh, dude, love the Jailblazers. Right, nice. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I was in my late teens, yeah. early twenties during that. Um, they, I mean, after it, I yeah, it was like it, it once it like you know fell apart and then. They, you know, basically just went into the tank. I didn't even really watch for like a year or so because I was just reminiscing, um, <laughs> you know. 
so I was I was young enough to not care about the reputation. Um, I mean, it was just more funny. And uh, but man, some good teams. Um, it, it you know, it, and but obviously that stuff did kind of you know it, it disheveled things. And so you know, in the long run, it, it was bad. Um, and it you know set set the franchise back a few years for sure. Um, but you know, being Blazers fans, we're used to setbacks for a few years. <laughs> So we so we build up hope that's never gonna come to fruition. Oh man! So it really it it is that like fatalistic. I'm just like this is just never gonna. Oh yeah. Through. It 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 a hundred percent is. I mean the 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 hope and the just you know it's hard to get into. I I didn't want to bring it up, but you know I mean those 2000 Western Conference Finals. It's I don't I don't know if. if the NBA fan base around realizes how crushing that still is for Blazers fans mm. and that game seven with the Lakers. Greatest, it's, it's greatest experience of my life right there. I mean, <laughs> I, mean it's, I was, it's one of those things that you just remember, you know, where were you when the Blazers blew that lead? And I was at a friend's house and I mean, there was tears and there was shit being thrown everywhere <laughs> And it was because it. I mean, you know, we, whoever won that game was going to win the championship. That was a yeah. foregone conclusion, and it was such a good Blazer team, so fun to root for. Um, you know, this was kind of this was pre-jail Blazers, um, which were still fun to root for. Yeah. But um, you know, we had you know Damian Damian Stoudemire, Steve Smith, Scottie Pippen, Rasheed Wallace, and Arvita Sabonis as our starting five, and like how good of a team is that to watch? Um, and then the bench was great, was awesome too. I mean, that was a, that was a deep team. Um, and so, yeah, that, you know, that was crushing. And then you, we go down, we have the Joe Blazers, which were fun. Um, and then, you know, we build back up with Roy and Aldridge and Odin. Mm -hmm. Oh man, Greg. Yeah. Their their record was, I forget off the top of my head, but it was, you know, something like, 58 and 10 or 58 and 12 when those three played together and you know it's you know dynasty in the making and uh you know monday morning quarterback should have taken durant and gone from there um and then you know and but even after odin and then roy's knees go out um and then so that fall out and then we get damian lillard in there and uh, you know that was pretty that was pretty awesome traded to gerald wallace to the Nets, I believe, for that pick, I think is is who gave us that first round pick. Got Lillard, so you know, thinking that that him and Aldridge would would hit off and taking a while, and then it's just kind of been an up and down, choppy ride ever since. Um, but you know, me, I, I'm in you know my my group chat with my buddies that's you know Blazer themed. We go back and forth, and there's there's pessimism and optimism, and I mean at the in the end of the day. I'm I'm fine with getting to watch Damian Lillard in a Blazers uniform be a middling team because it's just it's so amazing and it's something you're not going to get to watch you know again I think um, how he does it just you know kind of the same like Steph and and LeBron it's it's just something that you haven't seen a guy play like this before on an NBA floor um, and so to get to see it you know game in game out is pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. You know, with the Simons out the last two games, the mm-hmm. usage rate has been like 53% and like 46%. He's, yeah, he's yeah, shot dude. like 30, 30 shots per game. It's like the sickest yeah. thing. 
I mean, literally, yeah. I mean, he's the only starter playing right now from the opening <laughs> yeah. day starter team. Uh, I mean, Grant just came back the last one, but and I don't, I don't know if you watched that game the other night, but you know, the the national media, you know, wants to poo-poo his 71 points and just say, oh, you know, it was against the Rockets and and who cares? But like, man, even at the end of the game, the Rockets were just throwing three guys at him yeah. once he came over half court, yep, 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 and he yep. still gets finds a spot. I mean, it's just. It's wild how, and that was, you know, again, that's going back to like his growth. You know, he didn't handle those double teams well early in his career. Um, when they, uh, you know, when I think they got swept by the Hornets um, with Drew Holiday on there, and he just he got destroyed yeah. by it. Um, and he's and now he's and he figured it out, and now it doesn't work as well. Yeah, man, he's been incredible. Um, I have him on a couple of fantasy teams, and like this is it's the best time for him to just go complete supernova best player in basketball kind of stuff. Like, and I, I think, joy. I think coming off the three point contest win, I have, a, I, I could see him, you know, I mean, he wants to make the playoffs. He's, he still wants to play well. Um, he wants the team to make the playoffs, but I bet he wants that scoring title this year. Mm-hmm. He's, he's pretty close he's to it. Right I think there. he's, he's like, third. yeah. Third. Last time I checked, it was third. It might've might been higher like, after two, two points behind Embiid, so um, I, I could kind of see him focusing in on that and, and seeing if he could get that to, because, you know, he, he you know, he, he, he cares about his legacy, okay. um, sure, and so he wants those those accolades um, to to show, you know, I did it my way and this is where I got. It makes sense. I actually had some thoughts that maybe, you know, if they fall out of it, um, they would shut him down, but um, that makes sense. Yeah, they may just let him run out there and just yeah, have him go ballistic. It is, yeah, it was really weird after the deadline. Like, I could see them kind of tanking and and doing that um, or just kind of seeing how it goes. Um, I think they're in a good position with kind of their their draft. Well, not a good, but for now, like, how their drafts work because if they, if they make the playoffs, then the draft pick goes to the Bulls. Um, if they don't make the playoffs, then, then they keep their draft picks and they can kind of build. But that, that Bulls draft pick... And let's not get into our former GM Neil O'Shea because I, I I'll go on too long of a rant. <laughs> but you know he made that trade for uh, Larry Nance Jr. instead of Laurie Markkinen, which was also involved in that trade, and protected it for like eight years. And I just can't wrap my head around what the reasoning of that was. So that's that's it, it might be rene- you know it could be renegotiated, but that's holding them back. So it's like okay. If they if they make the playoffs, then at least that's done, and it's they don't have to renegotiate it. Um, they they did get lucky, you know. I, I think that was a great move to get the Knicks first rounder, which is about as valuable as as the Blazers first rounder that the Bulls have. So that if it comes to it, you know, they they could probably renegotiate and just give the Knicks the first rounder this year, um, if they needed, so that then they could trade future picks for. Um, you know, for Joel Embiid for the package that's coming to Portland, ninety <laughs> percent sure of it. Oh my god! Or, or Anthony, yeah. or Anthony Davis. Um, so are you ready to part with AD? Are you are you over the uh, the brow? So so who, who so who are we getting here? We're getting Simons, Grant, and Nurkic. Is that is that what's going on coming back? No, you would get either Simons or Sharp, uh, and then picks. Um, I, I, I've gone back and forth. I'm not sure if I would want AD. 
Um, yeah. Isn't Simon's untouchable up there? Like every time they talk about him, they're like, "Nah, we're not. We're rebuffing." But for AD, you're saying that because of Lillard, they just go. They they've kind of said that a little bit, but I don't. I don't think so. Um, I mean, he's. I don't know. It, it, it's hard. Um, I, I think. I think they all have to be available. I mean, again, if what they're saying is is true, and their goal is to give the best opportunity for Dame Lillard to win a championship there. Um, everybody has to be on the table. There's a price for everybody. So, um, you know, they love Simons. Um, he, he's great and, and will continue to be great. But um, if you get the upgrade for next season, then you got to take it. Um, okay. you know, but it, it would have to be that Davis or or, uh, or or Embiid sort of thing. You know, there there's a lot of trade chatter with um, OG you know they they wouldn't trade Simons for OG right now. I mean that's might be a slight upgrade, but but not worth it. Right, agreed. I think Simons is gonna be really good. I think he's gonna be really good. Yeah, should we get into some Simons? Let's pool? do it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, let's do I it. Mean, we got. I got nothing really new to say other than we've been saying <laughs> how the season's gone. I don't think we're we have much clear uh, outlook between the two. Um, and it's what you know with Simons is tough because you know when he when Dame was out he was a top thirty player um, when he's running the show and then it's uh, a struggle for him to to learn that two spot I think with Lillard and he's just gone he gets a he he lacks so much aggression when he's playing next to Lillard compared to when he's when he's the floor manager and so it's I mean I think he'll he'll get there but then at the same time does does he want to focus on that? I mean, what if he is traded and he is the point guard, you know, why put his time into training being a, a shooting guard coming off of, of an, you know, playing sidekick to an all-star mm-hmm. where he could build his game up to be an all-star point guard. Um, what do you think is the, like the best version of Anthony, of Anthony Simons? Like what of those like sort of like two guard or is he a, a lead ball handler? Like, you can see what what you said about like what he was doing when Lillard isn't on the floor. Like you can see the sort of star role for him if he just gets fed the rock all the time. Like, what do you think is like optimal for him? I think probably being the point guard. Um, and I think that's his highest ceiling. I think he has a ways to go, but he he can be a pretty crafty passer. Um, and, and the if he worked on that more for a couple years i mean i think he could easily be up there averaging eight nine ten assists a game while still shooting lights out from three and finding spots um and it's been cool to watch him. i mean he he's just learned from lillard i mean he's got all of lillard's moves to be able to create just enough space to get open and hit a shot on you know from anywhere on the floor um but he's, he's got such a just a total package of you know he's he's a good driver he's got I don't know how much you've seen it, but he's got this awesome little baby hook, um, hmm. this touch that is uh, not a lot of guys in the league have, and so you know he can he can score on every level. So I think his highest ceiling would be to be in a position to continue to do that, but also be able to um, you know dish assists up in that in that higher elite level as well. So you know I, I think that's you know would be the highest, but. As a two guard, um, I could still see him having success in the league, just because you know, as I've as I've said, he's he's an elite shooter already. Um, mm-hmm. 
he's you know has has had a little bit of ups and downs. He went through um, a bit of a slump, but he's he's just too good of a shooter for you know not to come back and and not to continue to be that elite level shooter. Um, and again, he's got you know Lillard as a mentor, um, and so that's that goes a long way. Yeah, that's a good point too. I mean, like there aren't many guys. I mean, it's interesting that we you know we've been lumping him with pool. Um, and I was going to say like, there aren't many guys that would be better to learn from like having the like Curry Thompson mentorship is similar with like the Lillard thing. I'm just like, if you want to know how to, what it takes to be a superstar guard, like these are the people that you should be learning from. Um, but it sounds like you're, you're taking Simons over pool as a good uh, Oregonian. Here. As, as a, as a Blazer fan, I have to, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's again, it's close and it's, you know, it could come down to system. I mean, it, I, I think when we first uh, went back and forth earlier in the season, I, I thought pool for this year overall. Um, I haven't even looked at where they're where they're at right now. Um, uh, Monster has Simons as the 79th player in nine cat pool is 145. I mean, the other thing for the advantage that Simon has is like, he just plays more, you know, there isn't, right, there isn't right. a Thompson figure there that's blocking him. Um, but, but then yeah. you'd have to like, kind of go through and, you know, pick out their, their both, their best kind of like 20 games a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's, you know, for pool, I mean, he's having to play a bunch of different roles. I mean, he's coming off the bench. He's starting at point guard. He's starting a shooting guard, depending upon mm-hmm. who's at um, and so Simons has, um, I think, had an easier year this year. Uh, it's a lot easier to jump from not playing with Dame to playing with Dame because he's a starter no matter what. Right. We're kind of having to, to be all over the place. So um, it'll, it'll be it'll be fun to watch those two long term. I mean, they're both they're both awesome. And, and I've obviously watched Simons more, but man, Poole can get just just as hot and has learned in that system and is able to move the ball really well. Um, like all the warriors do. Yeah, no doubt, man. For sure. Um, I, so I don't, uh, stay up late enough to watch a lot of blazers games. Um, what, what I would love to get your read on, on shade and sharp. Cause like coming into the draft, he was kind of the mystery man. He reclassified. There wasn't any like college experience. Um, you know, those, the highlights I get out are like, He's super bouncy. He's really electric. Like, is there anything beyond like just sort of highlights going on, or what do you think of Sharp? Uh, I I mean I think he he has potential to be an elite shot maker um, at at all levels. I mean obviously around the rim he has such athleticism he'll be able to do what he wants. Uh, he's got a, a good looking three pointer and and a great turnaround. I remember in the summer league the one shot he got off before his shoulder got hurt like six minutes in and it was just yeah it was just a base baseline turnaround Mm -hmm. and you're like oh that's you know that's a that's an elite nba shot right there and so he i think scoring wise he'll you know as much work as he puts into it he'll be as good as anybody um hard to say on the defensive end my one knock on him or, or not knock but just question mark is um kind of the tenacity he seems like a very subdued kind of guy and not to the point to you know not not like he's not going to work hard but they doesn't just i don't know if he'll have that extra grit um that just kind of you know lillard mentality um in crunch time and so he's super young we'll see um i went that preseason game i went to yeah they had a little 
Q&A with some fans with the rookies with Jabari Walker and Shane Sharp. And I mean, he's he's such a kid and he's just very quiet and low key. And, you know, he kind of looks just stoned all the time. Uh, (laughs) just kind of subdued nature. Yeah. And so I I think that's my question mark is, is will he, you know, I think for him to be an all star, he's going to have to get a little nasty in him, which is weird to say when he's the nastiest dunker in the NBA right now, like when he's in the air, he is just crazy. And his, is yeah his highlights right now on the dunk contest i was i was sad he didn't go through with the dunk contest uh but i mean he's got as a rookie at 19 he has the best highlight reel for dunks in the nba this year hands down um you know so he's better better than jaw and and you know better than everybody yeah no he's a physical freak i love the way he moves around it's just so fluid so smooth um maybe that's part of it like you know it's just things just come so easy for him so maybe that just filters into his you know mental emotional perspective as well i want to ask you this though we were talking joe and i were talking about this you know last week a little bit in terms of i guess player evaluation uh do you put more emphasis on like the physical attributes or kind of iq uh, intangible skill yeah i i put a lot more on iq i think um and yeah I, i think i'd put a lot more on the intangibles on the um the the grit and the grind at least when it comes to fantasy basketball because i think a lot of it is being able to to work a little bit harder to pick up those just couple extra stats mm. i mean and and i think and you see that a lot with rookies and i've kind of learned that more you know like paulo who's putting up you know near historic numbers as a rookie but fantasy wise isn't that great partly because and, and same with matherin um who's although he's gotten a little bit better but you know, I I thought he was gonna grit and grind a little bit more to pick up that extra steal, get those couple extra rebounds, you know, move to get that extra assist. And so, from the fantasy perspective, I I think it's just picking up those few extra stats, um, and that kind of comes with a mentality. I'm that like Jalen Williams is a great example, um, who I'm still upset that I you know <laughs> was was not on early on Jalen J A L because I was too busy. I was too busy with J yeah. uh, Y, uh, <laughs> my my love, which which is fun. Like you know, starting off, I was like, okay, I gotta pick a guy. I'm probably gonna be totally wrong, and this is gonna be ridiculous for me pumping up this random guy who's playing in the G League. Um, but you know, I watched some some of his clips from Arkansas, and then watched a little bit of him in the G League, and he's he's a well-rounded player. Um, he's a little bit short for playing center, and so. I think going forward, I don't see him being, you know, a, a top 50 player necessarily. Um, but, he, you know, that guy that will get that extra couple assists and, and fight for those rebounds. And he is, uh, uh, I'm sidetracking here on my on my JAY love. <laughs> uh, he doesn't qualify yet, but he is the highest three-point percentage in the NBA if he qualified. Oh, I did not know that. That's good stuff. He's shooting like... 47 48 percent from three-pointer which is wow. which is pretty shocking yeah i mean you know only shooting a couple of game uh two or three a game but uh so he's you know and which he knows he has to if if he wants to because he is you know five nine or you know six nine um playing center <laughs> position five nine yeah 
Yeah, I'm going to be curious to see what happens with that Thunder 5 spot going forward. Because, like, last year you got a lot of, like, uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and he's missed time. And, like, J-Dub has showed some pretty good stuff. I don't know if they're going to try to play Chet there when he comes back or or sort of where that spot goes in the future. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's had a uh, – uh, Arkansas Jalen Williams has had a nice, nice run of things for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I've been, I've been trying to manifest. I have them on all three of my. <laughs> I'm starting them in all three leagues right now, uh, so I'm hoping he can bring me to Title Town in one of them. But and then, yeah, what's your guys' take on on Poku? I mean, I've watched a little bit of him, but I'm not. Um, I, I feel like I, it's hard to to tell about him going forward. He's improved a lot this year, um, and I think you know he's. He's gotten the trust uh, of the coaching staff. You know, obviously he still has some efficiency issues and things like that, but uh, he's just such a unique player because of his length and, and kind of his skill set, like what he can do. Um, but, you know, freaking injuries, man. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. And if he can't play, you know, like minutes are half the battle, right? So um, it'll be interesting when both he and Chet are healthy. Uh, yeah. Like what, what they're going to do. I mean, because I think you... I mean, you could play them together. Um, yeah. Definitely possible, but I mean, do they want to, right? So, um, I mean, league seems like it's going. You know, the Jazz are doing it, going towards having three seven footers on the floor is something that we'll probably see a lot more of going forward. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. You know, like there's a point where you know everyone's going small, right? And now, like you know, I think when I thought about this, when you know, when they used to when the first iterations of the debate of like positionless basketball came up. I was like, man, at some point in the future, um, it's just going to be five dudes that are all like Kevin Durant. Yeah, that, that's, right. that's that's all it's going to be. It's just crazy. Right. My bad, Joel. You, you were going to say? Oh, no, I, I think that's a good point. Um, I'm looking forward to like the, the all Giannis world. That will be fun. Like, you know, just no one who is under like 6'8 can never play professional basketball again. But like, you know, whatever. Onward and upwards. Um, I think the thing with Poku with the thunder is like eventually they're going to have to start they're going to start running out of basketballs there because like you don't want to take i mean shea obviously is an all nba caliber player um you don't really want to take giddy off the floor uh jalen williams santa clara jalen williams he's good um I like has that. had a great year yeah um you know you've got other guys chat coming theoretically chat coming back or i guess the the expectations he'll be back um those seem like four guys you've sort of already got there um you cycle through jre and dort and isaiah joe's had a really nice season too so like i just don't know if there's ever going to be enough like minutes for poku to be like this sort of like swiss army do everything kind of guy that he he definitely has a skill set for um it's good that he's coming along though like I think those yeah. kind of oddball players are are fun and good to have in the league. But like the Thunder, I was thinking about this because um, uh, Sun and I were talking earlier about like uh, Wembenyama and like uh, what sort of what happens now um, for these like bottom tier teams. And like Oklahoma City just isn't that anymore. They're really not a team that is um, sort of floundering. And so, you know, I think like if you're if you're running a tank out and like they might, they might do that, but I don't think they're going to get down to the bottom four. Um, but that's sort of like optimal Poku time is like, just like 
it's March. Who cares? Right. Uh, yeah. Which which I is why I was touting Arkansas Jalen Williams because that's kind of what I was predicting a little bit earlier in the season. But um, no, I mean they're they're a legit playoff team. I mean they're they're good. I mean I've been super impressed with Giddy um, watching him play, and um, you know it, it'll be it'll be interesting. But it, it's tough to it's it's you know I I'm kind of I I understand tanking but i'm a little bit anti-tanking if there's if there's another other option so that's why like um you know with the blazers yeah they could trade lillard get a huge package and and then try to regroup with with simons and sharp and that's i mean that's an awesome future front court um or backcourt if you're going forward but you there's just so many unknowns and then even when you get you know the thunder's kind of at that point now to where like you said i mean there's it wouldn't do them much use to tank they have the young talent mm-hmm. now it's it's forming the team with the next step and it just it doesn't work a lot i mean it really doesn't work i mean it didn't it's kind of worked with the 76ers after a how long and they still yeah. don't have it i mean it's in it, the thunder have have done a lot better job obviously um in in the kind of the first few years of their rebuild thanks to damian lillard which yeah I didn't mention that. so you we know didn't we didn't have to we could have left it <laughs> we, don't, we don't get titles and you know we have a lot of things go wrong but man we had that shot <laughs> against okc which the was the coldest celebration ever man <laughs> Dude, the, I the mean, still image of him looking at the camera will live I, on in i watched the highlights of that a few times a year and it still brings a tear in my eye and then that and then that was his like his brother right there that was like the first off the seats like grabbing him right after it, yeah. And then he just gives that stare. Yeah, that was awesome. But uh, but anyway, yeah. It's it's <laughs> the other side part of that that I always love too is if you go back and watch it, CJ McCollum is so funny in it because Dame does the little wave bye bye, and as he's doing that, CJ's running at Dame. And he sees him do that, and then CJ kind of turns around and gives a little nice. half bite. <laughs> <laughs> That's teamwork. All right, uh, yeah. here, here, here's one for you. <clears throat> would you trade? Would you sell your soul for a chip, or would you prefer to have your team kind of build for the long term and just have long term success? Uh, for a chip right now. For chip? <laughs> no hesitation. This is a man who yeah. has not had a yeah. uh, championship before. So. Even okay, even I if the team, even if the I team is the... like the worst, like they're like they win like ten games a year for the rest of your life. Chip. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Right now, you know, maybe I'd regret it later, but I don't get to sleep a lot. The kids are kicking me around. I need something. Life. Yeah, you're you're mostly over, anyways. You know, just trying to get one good thing. Yeah. You <laughs> I'm fine with it all being downhill uh, from here. If I, I could get a Blazers chip right now. One trip to the mountaintop. It's all I want. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's I, I mean, I thought a lot. I thought a lot. You know, about it. What do I? You know, what I prefer to to build for the future to trade Dame now or go for it even if it doesn't work. And I just, I think you have to go for it now. I mean. There's no guarantees you're going to get a top 75 all-time player again, yeah. no matter yeah, how. I mean, that's the deal with Lillard is just like, I don't know how you could ever trade him because I don't know you could ever expect that you'd get a player back that's as good as he is, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, and if he, he's obviously, he's demonstrated he really wants to be there. Um, you've, the franchise has paid him like as much money as you can pay one individual. 
Yeah. Um, that'll so be, I, I, it's going to be tough to build a championship team when half your salary is on one guy. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, he rules. I, uh, I've, I've always really enjoyed Damian Lillard's game and like, it's, it's hard because of what you're saying, the way you build a roster around, um, one guy making all that money, one guy who's like six, two, making yeah. all that much money. But, uh, yeah, man, he's, he's a great, great player. He's one of those, I sort of feel the same way about Giannis. It's just like, well, it's great that you get someone who's this extraordinary on the team that you care about. Like that's a real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I pray for you, Asi. I pray for you. Thank you. <laughs> no, you don't. So condescending. No, <laughs> no, I'll say this. I'll say this. You know, as a Laker fan, I, you know, I hated so many of those Portland teams. Um, yeah. But I had so much respect for them. And a, a lot of those teams and a lot of those squads. Um, you know, even freaking Bonzi Wells. Like, I hated the dude. But, you know, I, yeah. I respected his fire, you know, his fiery personality. And, like, you know, he never backs down. But you know, the actually the one guy, the one Portland guy, I always was I was just I just I feared I guess feared is probably the best word, like Rashid Wallace man, like that dude used to freaking kill us you know it's just like inside outside like you know his release point was so high like you can never block the shot you know he's draining the threes was like yeah I I I fucking hated that guy. <laughs> I mean, he was. He was kind of one of the original stretch, you know, stretch fours yeah. that could do everything. Um, and yeah, it was. I'm, I'm glad he got to go on and, and get a ring with Detroit. Yeah. That that was cool. Um, yeah, those, you know, those those things were fun. Did you, did uh, did the Lake as a Lakers fan yeah. was the Blazers ever anything of a rival? I th- I mean I thought so. I mean I know that I, I know the media was was called you know kind of like they treated them kind of like the Clippers, like second citizen type of stuff. But I mean yeah, those t- which is. Know, little brother sort yeah. of thing but like at least in the conversation i mean f- and it, i mean it helped that the lakers went years without being able to win in portland yeah uh, that, no that's the thing like, i you know so kcal right that, that's the the station out here every time they went to portland it's like ah shit right like because they always you know they could yeah. never like you know they always played them tough and like like you know like like reuben patterson i freaking hated yeah. that guy mm-hmm. but the kobe stopper. The, the kobe stopper, right but no, you know, I respected his energy, right? Like, I like the toughness um, that a lot of those squads had. Like, I always respected, and like, I don't know, maybe I don't, you know, I'm not gonna speak for everybody, but for me, like, I always feared Portland just because, yeah. you know, they were tough, they were talent, and you know, kind of like, you know, how you were saying like the grit and grind and stuff like that. Like, you know, they had a certain like they had some street cred from my pers- you know, yeah. perspective, because like they wouldn't take shit, right? They battle, right? They you know, you're diving for a loose ball. Like they're gonna give you the arch rival's little elbow in, in the in the kidney. You know, like and like, yeah, I I, I respected that. Um, that's I think that's something Blazer fans miss a lot. I mean, Dame has that, but as a team, we haven't had that mentality for for you know since those days. Really, um, you know, looking at Nurk doesn't have that. Um, Grant's a good player, but he doesn't quite have that um, as much uh you know recently we had josh hart he had you know we've had little bits and pieces up but um i I think for especially a small market team like that um i think you know we were kind of hoping with chauncey coming in that we would see some of that and we haven't seen it yet yeah it's too bad oh i have two things nurk he's kind of like a like a fake tough guy to some degree because like i've i've seen him punk 
you know, punk players and like, you know, just legitimately just point their, you know, like punk them and point the finger. But like, you look at who he's punking, right? They're like, you know, smaller dudes that can't hang anyways, right? But, you know, like, and nobody, yeah. nobody asked for more reviews. Than, than <laughs> it's, it's just, this is his move. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, I guess like, you know, like he's a, uh, he's, a like... he's a tough guy's son. <laughs> <laughs> tough guy's son. Yeah. His, his dad was a tough guy. Uh, I don't know if you heard the story. His dad was uh, like a, a, a cop um, where uh, in uh, Bosnia. Yeah, Bosnia, okay. Bosnia and Beast, of course. Yeah. And there's a story out there of his dad, like being up like eight guys at once or something. It's like his dad's <laughs> like a legend around the area. Um, his dad's. Yeah, yeah. I love all these like basketball relatives that are like the tough guys. Like Jokic. I didn't know about Nurk's dad, but yeah, like the Jokic brothers of just like yeah, all these like uh, <laughs> dudes that you don't want to quarrel with, or like the legendary stories of how tough they were. Yeah, especially uh, those you know those East Block guys, yeah. man. The Eastern European guys, like they're no joke because you know no, they man. they grew up tough. You know, like you kind of have to. Um, that's crazy. You know, uh, my my Chauncey Billups story was uh, uh when I used to play poops you know whatever just with friends and you know playing these tournaments so there was this one they used to have they had this like Korean tournament every year it's like three on three and they do it at UCLA so we're playing and it's you know we start at like whatever eight and you play till I don't know four or five something like that so on the court next to where we were playing uh, there's three guys you know shooting it was uh, Billups Eric Snow and I forgot there was a third guy. I forgot who it was. But basically, they were shooting all day, all day from like eight to. I mean, when we left, they were still shooting. You know, they had the cones out there, doing all that stuff, and like that was my first kind of um, experience of seeing that. That's when I was like, oh shit, that's what a true professional is. Like I never really had a conception of it, right? But then you know, I'm just. They're just, just boom, boom. You know, it's got to be thousands and thousands of shots, right? Just, just boom, going around cones, running to the baseline, you know? And I, just, I was like, holy shit, right? And, um, yeah, you know, I mean, like, Billis, like, yeah, he's just making everything. And just, like, not even sweating, you know? It's just, just a true yeah. professional, but they threw him through. It was crazy. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I'm trying to instill that in my son a little bit. He, uh... He just they have like a battle of the books, and he was like upset they lost. I'm like, dude, you read like a quarter of one of the books. <laughs> do, you, do you think Dame Lillard just goes and plays video games all day and goes and drops 71 points? Yeah. No, man. It's all about the practice, yeah. Are you trying to tell me that your son is running from that grind? Is that what I'm hearing? Here? He's running from the grind a little bit, yeah. It'll, it'll... Hey, did you did you ever play hoops when you were younger? Uh, yeah, I played, uh, so I played, my main sports were, uh, uh, hoops and soccer and golf. Okay. Uh, and so I played, I played basketball up through like my sophomore year, um, nice. uh, of high school and then got my driver's license and it was a new, <laughs> didn't, didn't run from the grind. <laughs> yeah. Ran from the grind. Um, actually I took a couple years off of soccer. So then I played soccer my last two years, um, but I, I wish I would have uh, – I always regret not going back for that, you know, like junior, senior year to be able to play varsity with my friends that I grew up with. So, so um, describe so, your game. What was your game? So I was, uh, you know, I was a backup point guard okay. who uh, uh, could – could could was a good good little floor manager and get after on defense and, and get some rebounds, was, you know, average shooter and, and such. But 
we had a guy, uh, our main point guard, like growing up through club ball was really good. And he would, so I always had to guard him and he would guard me in practice. And it was, it was tough to go through. He was so, he was such a good defender. So made me better, but it was frustrating a lot. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, uh, well, it was not my best sport, but you know, I, I love, I loved playing basketball growing up and then loved going and playing. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'd been telling myself I need to get back into some pickup ball. Um, but love going to the gym and playing pickup ball through college and all that. Nice. Um, probably had my, yeah, had my best game at U uh, of O pickup, you know, <laughs> one of those games to 11 where I scored 10 of the 11 points nice. and just, like, you know, just nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> how, how was your J? You had a good J? You had range or? Uh, yeah, you know, average. average. It was average. I was I was a very average basketball I think, player. I, think... I was good, I was a good all around average basketball player. So Aussie is the TJ McConnell of the Razzball who shoots. That's a great comp right there. <laughs> oh, Solid comp, man. No, I love TJ. He's awesome, man. Um, yeah. Uh, that's good stuff. All right, man. It's uh hour and fifteen. Um, yeah, listening, listening out there. Thank yeah, you. No, time flies when I have fun. It was, it was, you know, this is a fun one. Um, kind of getting to know you, just rapping about hoops. You know, your your knowledge of Portland Trailblazers is second to none. Um, yeah. You know, as I've mentioned earlier, like I think you know, you and Joel are fantastic writers. Everybody, go check out their work uh, on the site. And uh, man, I just yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to just come, yeah. you know, chill with us, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's been awesome to get to see you guys and talk a little bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I just I look forward to continuing on. And, um, you know, I, I think there's kind of the, the writing and the fun stuff is easy to do, but I really do want to kind of dig in and, and, you know, hopefully down the line, be able to actually help people out with their with their fantasy teams and, and be a good source of information on top of just being a good read, which uh, um is is very unique as as we've talked about with Rasball and so I just I appreciate the opportunity and and you know you stick around and and helping me and encouraging me um means a lot I mean yeah when you you know I I remember in the morning because at first my wife was just like you know what okay here's another thing you're doing that's taking time <laughs> away and I was like hey I got a you know email from son and you know he said gray like gray like my work and they want me to stick around and they value me and she was like, you know, at least for that, like, one minute, she was like, good job. I'm proud nice, of you. Nice. <laughs> two weeks later, she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> right, Razzball can only cure so many things, Austin. <laughs> yeah. No, but we're, it's it's really good. It's good to meet you. It's good to have you on the pod. Uh, fan of your work. Like, it's good yeah. stuff, man. I'm glad you're you're around for the ride here. Appreciate it. Yeah, I look forward to uh to seasons to come and uh keep playing on leagues and and yeah if any spots open up on a dynasty let me know that's that's my goal for the next six months i <laughs> i mean Dan is gonna have I you guess, in the league by yeah like i think i'm gonna create a league weeks for, from now. the aussie league i'm yeah. just gonna create a new yeah. dynasty league for aussie I'll, <laughs> I'll create one if you just help find you know i'll create one if you help find people um i felt like the one we created on fan tracks was pretty good again kind of based off of the baseball league i'm in so um yeah if you, I'll work on you know it. if you if you want to like handle all that stuff because like i mean i'm commissioning already so many leagues and like so i don't i yeah. don't want to do another but i yeah i'd be I'm more than finished. happy to yeah send out stuff on twitter or whatever the the post Razzball, and i'll try to find you know players yeah if you want to do it yeah so just let me know cool awesome all right we'll come in soon right. the the velocity uh exploding whale league nice i love it 
I love it. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Good meeting you guys. Uh, have a good Thank one. You so much, guys. Been fun. Cool. Take it easy, man. Take care, guys. Later. Yeah, take care. See ya. Thank <laughs> you.